Before we dive in, I wanna let you know about this amazing guide I've put together for you called Be Your Own Boss, the step-by-step guide to nailing down your niche, creating your first offer, and launching your dream business. If you're a new entrepreneur or you've been thinking about starting your business but you're not quite sure where to start or maybe you're not getting the clients you want, this guide is for you. Head to bit.ly slash startmybiz2020 or you can just look below this episode and click the link in there. All right, on to the show. You're listening to the story behind the journey, the show that goes behind the scenes of successful entrepreneurs, dreamers, and doers, and the inspiring and impactful businesses they've built. I'm Angela Master Giacomo, and this is the first episode that we are doing of a brand new mini series where we're going to be going behind the scenes with entrepreneurs on how they've pivoted their business, specifically right now during COVID 19. But these pivots are going to be incredibly useful and important for anyone who's looking to pivot their business even down the line, even after COVID 19. But we know a lot of businesses have been impacted. I know in mine, I have definitely had to change the way that we do things. We've had to market in a different way, we've had to create new products we've had to show up in a different way. And so I thought it'd be really fun to look at how other businesses have done this and hopefully it sparks some ideas. Hopefully you find some inspiration in it. Today's guest is Holly Bertone, the founder of Pink Fortitude. Now Holly did something really incredible, which is she didn't just start or pivot a business during COVID-19. She did a full on 360 as you're going to hear in our interview. Now, you have to hear this. Holly worked for over a year on a course, which became completely irrelevant when COVID hit. But she did not just throw up her hands, pack it in, say, oh, I guess it's not meant to be. No. Instead, she paid attention to what people wanted, and she created something entirely new that fit the times, and it has been selling like crazy. So I'm really excited to dive into this interview with you today. I think you're going to love it. I know I learned a lot, and I just can't wait to hear what you think. So let's dive in. Okay, so Holly, first of all, thank you so much for chatting with me. Uh, First of all, how are you? Thank you so much for having me on this show. My heart is full of gratitude. And uh, yeah, life is is good. How has everything been going there? With We were talking before the interview and you said things are starting to get, I hate to use the word normal because that's not the case, but things are starting to, I guess, feel a little bit less tense there with everything going on with COVID-19. Are you guys starting to adjust to everything? Yeah, we're, you know, little by little getting back to normal. Um, You know, as someone who's immunocompromised, it was a really, the first month was really rough. Um, But then, you know, I kind of, I started to realize like, I don't want to live in a bubble. So, um, you know, so it was striking that balance of keeping myself safe, keeping my family safe, following all the guidelines, but not living in fear. So um, yeah, it's been an interesting journey the last few months. That's kind of how I am too, because I am a very anxious person by nature. And so straddling that line of like being careful, but not getting swept up in everything, it's, yeah, it's tricky. For people that aren't familiar with you, tell me a little bit about how you started this entrepreneurial journey in the first place. Oh, sure. So um, Pink Fortitude came out of multiple health challenges. I was diagnosed with breast cancer in 2010 and Hashimoto's thyroiditis, which is an autoimmune disease one year later. Um, A a few years after that, I just kind of started blogging about it and it it took off from there as a a healthy lifestyle blogger. Um, Pink Fortitude, pink was the nod to breast cancer and Fortitude was my mother's 
life mantra. She actually um, passed last year, but she had Addison's disease, which is a very rare disease. And her entire life, my entire life, all I heard was, you know, the tough times build fortitude. So, um, so, so Pink Fortitude kind of became that place of, you know, providing healthy living inspiration to women with chronic illness, women with autoimmune disease and women with cancer. And I uh, just kind of grew from there. I can't even believe how much it sounds like you've been through, especially in such a short amount of time. I mean, you're clearly, clearly a fighter in every single way. Oh, thank you. And, and the, um, you know, kind of the, the explanation point on all of this in terms of diving in from, you know, taking Pink Fortitude from a hobby blog to a full-time legitimate business in 2017, I was working for a federal agency. Um, I'm under a non-disclosure, so I just kind of say it's one of those uh, three-letter agencies that they make TV shows about, and we'll leave it at that. Um, but I had this just awesome job, you know, making six figures. And when my health hit a crisis level, they, uh, the new management team that had come in decided to rescind, illegally rescind my FMLA, which is the Family Medical Leave Act. Um, you know, we, after, you know, I'm, I'm keeping it short, obviously for the, for the interview, but it was, it was many, many hours of tears and conversations with my husband. And, you know, we, at the end of the day, just decided that my health was the most important thing. So, um, you know, I was, I was more or less forced to resign and, um, you know, decided to focus on my health and then took Pink Fortitude from a hobby blog into a full-time business. And that's also when I decided to, you know, really focus on my niche of providing um, autoimmune disease awareness and advocacy for the workplace, which isn't out there. There's no one out there talking about this. So it's been it's been a great journey. I mean, I've I've been through a lot, but I am truly blessed to be able to use my voice and use my journey and to be able to provide an inspiration to others. That's incredible. And it's unfortunate I know that it's usually the case, but it does seem like those really tough, like lots of tears moments are usually the ones that kind of launch us into that next stage of our life, right? It's like always the case. Absolutely. So let's talk about your pivot a little bit. After working on a course for over a year, you realized that the timing was terrible as soon as COVID hit and you decided to pivot. But tell me first a little bit about the course and working on it and that moment when you realized this is not going to work. I'm going to have to do something else. Well, it started with, um, you know, kind of coming out of that situation at work. And I started working with individuals uh, who have autoimmune disease in the workplace and helping them with their discrimination issues and, you know, building that advocacy. And then I realized, you know, I can help one person at a time or I can change corporate culture. So I decided to really take that message to HR professionals, to organizations, you know, to, to managers. And um, I hired an intern, which was awesome for my alma mater. And um, I interviewed, I, she did a ton of research to, to, you know, really help pull together just top, top content. Um, I was able to interview um, a manager with the EEOC, um, one of the top employment attorneys in the United States, um, an expert on autoimmune disease. I mean, we just, we brought in some, some really great experts. The course was only two hours long, um, but it was very research intensive and to, to get that content out there. And right at the time when I was launching was kind of that first, second week in March. And my target audience was HR professionals. Um, I did a, 
I'm trying to think. I had seven webinars, four Facebook lives and seven webinars. And this is all again with debilitating chronic fatigue. So <laughs> those weeks just killed me. Um, but I was able to launch and had quite a few people show up for the webinars. But when the cart opened was when everything came crashing down with COVID and the HR managers that were my target audience were then focused on, you know, working 80 hours a week, either mass hiring, mass firing, or just, you know, completely trying to figure out what to do with the situation. How do we get our workforce working from home? How do we keep our workforce safe? And the last thing they wanted to do was even think about autoimmune disease. So, um, you know, I wouldn't say it was a disaster, but the timing could not have been worse. God. So how did this new idea, which was to create a virtual summer camp, right? How did that even first like enter your mind? Because it seems so different, right? Oh, it's, it completely came out of left field. And, you know, it was, um, you know, and I really, I didn't give up on my idea. I just shifted my messaging first. Um, so those first, like that first month or so, I really shifted my messaging. I provided a few free webinars and some content on you know, kind of COVID related conversations around, you know, working from home and autoimmune disease at home and just, you know, being able to support support my community that way, but you don't make any money providing free content. So, you know, I'm like, okay, what, what can I do that's going to create, you know, create value for everyone who's really struggling right now, but also, you know, provide some income too. And it was one message after another, after another on Facebook of all these moms absolutely devastated that, you know, not only did their kids miss out on the last couple months of school and, but now they're missing out on summer camp, like summer got canceled, summer camps got canceled, pools are closed and, you know, vacations are canceled and just the frustration from my friends. And I'm like, you know what? why don't I build, I already had the platform on Kajabi, right? You know, I already built out this awesome course. I already had the platform. I'm already paying for Kajabi. I'm like, why don't I make a virtual summer camp for kids? So I reached out to some of my, you know, mommy blogger friends. I didn't necessarily have all the content, but I had the backbone and the foundation to pull the course together. So, um, yeah, so it was a lot of fun. It came together literally in three days. It was crazy how fast it came together. I had a lot of fun putting together the branding. I mean, I don't, I I don't do anything that's kid related, um, at all. So it was just, it was a lot of fun. And you, you know, you talked about pivot, this was a full on like ballerina, you know, pirouette, triple backflip. Like this wasn't a pivot. This was just some completely out of left field, but it filled a need and it filled a void and it's been, it's been greatly received as crazy as it sounds. I love that you were able to take sort of the, the bones of something else that you had done and apply this new strategy to it that you, cause again, it would have been so easy for you to just throw up your hands and be like, Oh, well that didn't work, you know, but instead you just said, actually, no, what can I do that people need right now? And then even more so you leveraged those contacts that you did have and I think that's a really important note too, is that you didn't try to do this all alone. You know, you went and you said, these people have the audience. I can put it in front of them. I can do this. And you just, you did it. You didn't overthink it. Like you said, you put it together in, in three days. And I think that speaks to, I, I don't know, like I've been in that position too, where I think of something and I just do it. And I feel like those things are, they're, they're generally successful because there's something about just launching it and getting it out there, right? Versus agonizing over it forever. Oh, I know. And you know, it's funny, like, I mean, the course that I I created, I mean, it took a year. I mean, not a full year, obviously, but I mean, just from start to finish, it was a year. And I mean, this was literally just a few days to put together. 
Um, but the other thing too, is that, you know, the Kajabi platform has an affiliate program. So, um, you know, so I launched to, to my audience first and actually got quite a few sales. I was kind of surprised because <laughs> I was like, you know, these people, like my audience are women, right? You know, even though I don't provide child content, it's, you know, they have kids, they have grandkids and, um, yeah, it was, it was crazy. And then the, um, yeah. And then the, my, my friends that I teamed up with, they launched their, to their audience as affiliates. So, um, so it was just, it felt so good to send those affiliate payments over PayPal because I'm like, you know what, this was just such an amazing collaboration. Well, right. That's actually, that's a really good point too, right? Because not only are you making money for yourself, but you're now helping your friends and you're helping these other people to make money. And that's amazing too. And I also really like that when you created this, you, again, going back to the not agonizing, you didn't, you didn't think overthink it and go, this doesn't have to do with my audience. Will they blah, blah, blah. Like it's okay. It's okay if you use it again. It's okay if you never use it again because it was just something you tried and did, which kind of brings me to my next question, which is how, if at all, do you plan to incorporate this into the bigger picture of your business or are you not going to? Have you thought about that at all? Um, you know, I think this is probably just a one time. I mean, I called it Camp Fortitude just to, to keep with the with the branding. Um, you know, I, I think this is probably going to be a one time. Um, you know, I mean, I don't really focus on anything kid related. Um, but I am keeping the cart open all summer because, you know, the, the sales keep, keep coming in, which is, which is awesome. Um, you know, but being able to then, you know, kind of pivot again and, um, you know, I'm actually getting ready to launch another training course for the employers as everyone's kind of coming back to work and focusing on, you know, building gratitude in the workplace and, and fortitude in the workplace, because we've all been through so much the last few months, it's, you know, a, a challenge like that is much needed. So, you know, I, I think this specific pivot was kind of a, a one-off, which ended up being an awesome, you know, a win-win for everyone. Um, but I think it also helped me understand that you don't have to overthink things too much that, you know, if it's in your heart and you know, it's going to provide value to put it out there. Yes. I love that. I love that. And you answered my last question about what you think that the pivot has taught you without me even asking. So that is amazing. No, I agree. I mean, it's just, gosh, so much of it is just doing it and getting it out there and just like, and I love that you just owned it too. You weren't even like, I'll try to put it in my, you were just like, no, it was like a one-off thing. It was fun. I learned from it. And, and that like, that is enough. And, and you know, what's funny too, it's just, there was so much work involved in that first training course. And I mean, so many lost nights sleep. I was scared, you know, I mean, it was big and I was really scared. And then to, you know, the wah, wah, wah. I mean, it was defeating and, you know, just to be able to, you know, to be able to pivot like this and to put this together and to see the success from something that only took a few days. I'm like, you know, sometimes it's not always about the big grandiose effort. Sometimes it's just the small, meaningful ones that are going to make the biggest impact. And yeah, I'm definitely going to take that, that lesson going forward in my business and hope your listeners will too. Yeah. It takes the pressure off, I think too, you know? Um, so last question, what is one resource that you'd recommend to listeners? Oh my goodness. Um, well, you and I are both in Amy Porterfield's um, Digital Course Academy and you know, love her podcast. And uh, James Wedmore is another one of my favorites. I'm absolutely addicted to his, the Wedmore woo and, and addicted to his, his podcast as well. I still have to listen to it. I will tell you, I've been seeing James Wedmore ads almost relentlessly for the past <laughs> three weeks to the point where now between that and you saying that, I'm like, all right, 
I will listen time, to the yeah. podcast. <laughs> I get it. I hear you. I'm yeah. not a paid spokesman. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for sharing all that with us. Where can listeners find you and find more about everything you do, including the summer camp? Oh, sure. So the summer camp and our training courses are on fortitude.academy and everything else you can find at pinkfortitude.com. Perfect. And I'll link to all of that in the show notes, of course. Thank you so much. Thank you.